0: Welcome to The Unbridled Woman with your host, Deanne Rose. Get ready to embark on a thrilling journey to the core of your feminine essence. Awaken and harness the immense inner strength you possess. Rise up, majestically and powerfully, embodying your most authentic and unstoppable self. Get ready for an electrifying revelation of spirit and power. Here comes Deanne, ready to set your world ablaze with inspiration and wisdom.
1: Welcome Unbridled Women to a special journey today of transformation and empowerment. As we gather in this sacred space together, we extend our hearts and minds to those among us who are navigating the path of healing from emotional trauma. With our open arms and a spirit of unity, we're going to ignite today in shedding the weights of the past, discovering the strength and resilience that lies within us. May this show serve as a lighthouse, guiding you away from the storms of narcissism and abuse towards the shores of freedom, balance, and joy. Here, we honor your journey, celebrate your courage, and offer you the tools for not just surviving, but thriving. Together, let us embark on this voyage of self-discovery and empowerment, embracing a future where we are no longer defined by our past, but by the limitless potential of our true selves. Blessings to all of us as we commence this transformative experience. Now, like always, I want to do some deep belly breaths just to bring ourselves into the present moment so we are able to receive all the good gifts that are coming our way through this show today. So a big inhale through your nose if you can, if you're not driving anywhere and then a slow exhale through your mouth and then the next inhale just feeling the breath just filling up your body as if you are being breathed by the divine mother and a slow exhale out through your mouth Maybe feeling your feet on the floor feeling more of your body in your chair or bed and a last inhale the biggest inhale of your day today and then releasing all that no longer serves you so i am very excited to introduce to you my beautiful guest today stephanie ann she i love you to meet this extraordinary woman an attorney a recipient of the governor's award for Ag- advocacy with survivors of domestic violence and an international best-selling author who triumphed over narcissistic abuse. With two marriages, to narcissists behind her, she's harnessed the transformative power of EFT, emotional freedom technique, and the power of thought and mindset to guide others on their path to healing and personal growth. Her transformation came when she shifted from why me to for me and we are gonna hear her incredible story today. So welcome, beautiful. Thank you for coming here on The Unbridled Woman. And before we begin, I would love to know what the word unbridled means to you.
2: Oh gosh, okay, so um, unbridled. So for me, it sounds like uh, a horse, when a horse is bridled and someone else is controlling the horse. And so when you take the bridle off, the horse has freedom, can, has control over its own life and what it wants to do. Right. So that's that's the first image that comes to me when you say the unbridled woman. It is us taken off um, all the power and control that have been placed on us, and we are free now to choose and live our most authentic life. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I got all body chills on that one. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, okay. that's exactly the image when. You know and I was thinking of of like what is what is what is a word I want to describe you know oh, that I was very captivated um a while ago with the word um rewilding and I'm like, oh I love that and like yeah. what is a little bit different than that right so i I did I picked my my brief stint of horseback riding um brought that oh, <laughs> into because awesome. i it was i remember going out to the pasture to to get my horse and she's like, hell no, like <laughs> I'm not putting anything mm-hmm. on. And like, I can see how free she was out there. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I don't, yeah, I can see why you don't want to put this on because now when, once that happens, I have control, you know, and she's giving her control over to somebody else. So um, I love that. You got, you got that. So, um, so yeah, so the first half of this um, of our show today um Stephanie, I'd just love for you to share your your unbridled story. And then on the second half, when we come back after break, we'll go a little bit more about how you are um how you are helping women, um, a little bit more about um, you know, your 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 book and um anything else that you want to share with with the listeners today. So um so yeah, so feel free um tell me about that your unbridled story of moving, moving through these two marriages of with narcissists and how that affected you and why you chose why me to for me.
2: Uh, absolutely. And, and thank you again for having me on your show. It, it really is an honor to be here. And I love that your first question was, what does unbridled mean to me? Because when you are in a narcissistic abusive marriage, the bridle is on. It is all about power and control. And there's so many men and women who still have the bridle on and they're being controlled. Mm. And so, you know, for me, my story takes place. I was was on the bathroom floor of my sister's house, just crying just tears streaming down my cheeks and just crying out to God the divine like why me? what did I do wrong in my life? like why me? why is all this horrible bad things happening to me over and over again like God what why? And you know in that moment, I could not see past the pain and suffering that had engulfed my life for so many years. Here I spent, Over 17 years within two abusive marriages. I lost a house in a fire. I lost a house in a hurricane. I had a baby born with an extremely rare genetic disorder. And then my, my second husband's ex-wife passes away from COVID and, and all of a sudden I have six boys under the age of 14. And, you know, my, my life had just become this burden of, of bad, catastrophes one after another after another and some sitting here at my sister's house like why me? Because on the outside I had everything, you know, I I went I came from a very loving family. My parents are still married. They modeled healthy relationships. I traveled around the world. I went to college. I went to law school. I became an attorney. You know, all these things. But yet my world had fallen apart. And for me in that moment, I'd actually lost my eyesight too. And so for me in that moment, it was as if I, I physically could not see my life and I metaphorically, metaphysically could not see my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt that divine saying to me, Stephanie, you are not seeing your life through the right lens. You need to let go of this victim story that you've held on to for so long. You need to let it go and become the star of your story. And, you know, for me, that powerful shift came when I could see all my my challenges and struggles as powerful lessons and, and the for me. And so I, uh, you know, for so long people would tell me, well, what are the lessons? What did you learn? I didn't learn anything and there are no lessons because when you're stuck in that victim mindset, that victim story, you can't see the lessons because you did nothing wrong. Everything's just happening to me. And, you know, when I was able to make that shift, I could finally see the lessons. And when you see the lessons, you know what needs to be healed, what needs to be released, what needs to be let go. And then you can break those patterns And you can move on and you can find true freedom and empowerment in your life. Mm, Yeah, that's,
1: that's, uh, that's very heavy. All of that. (laughs) I feel, I feel that, um, yeah, I can see you on that bathroom floor and what I really want to I'll say congratulate, but because I, I think this happens to a lot of us, where we, you know, we get to that point where it's it's that breaking point, right? It's in our hero's mm-hmm. journey. It's like this is like the most I can't go any deeper than this. This is it. This is rock bottom for me. Mm-hmm. And there's a choice. There's a choice point there. I think for a lot of people. And what I'm hearing is for you, you. You were you quieted yourself enough, probably through those tears and the and the wailing enough to hear a voice of guidance for yourself that said, "This is this is where you need to go." It's like, "This is where you go need to go, sweet child." Like, "This is this is follow my voice, follow this into um, and trust, trust that this is the way." Um, And that's the congratulations of because I'm 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 assuming that it took a lot of trust to step out of this victim mode and to like, okay, this is, this is the path for me. I just need to, because it was a path you had never been on before. Is that correct?
2: (laughs) Well, before I had met my husband, you know, I, I, I have now since returned to who I was in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but yeah, at that moment, of course, it's, it's scary you you don't know are you going to be able to get through it are you going to be able to survive it are you going to be able to live on your own and be a single parent and get all this stuff done and so there it hugely it is the trust trust that everything is going to unfold the way it's supposed to unfold in in the divine way that it is supposed to unfold yeah. What was the,
1: um, so after basically you're that big dark night of the soul for you, where you just came in like, okay, I am done with this victim. What was the first thing you did after that? What was the first uh,
2: step? You know, what, what I did was uh, I got a journal and I sat down and said, okay, if I'm letting go of the victim story, then I'm letting go of my two ex-husbands being monsters trying to destroy my life mm. because for, for a long time, you know, that's, that's the victim mindset. Everyone's out to attack you out to get you. And so what happens when you say, what if they were teachers here to teach me powerful lessons and to give me that very Priceless nuggets of gold, of wisdom. Mm. What if they were teachers? So, you know, you, you have to, you have to shift the mindset, whether you believe it in that moment or not, you still do it. And so I got out a journal and I said, okay, husband number one, Josh was married to him for 14 years. And then he spent six years post separation abuse as well using legal and everything else to further destroy my life what if you were a teacher what did you teach me in all these years uh you taught me that I need boundaries okay we throw boundary we hear that word all the time what does that mean well you know for him he spent 14 years having affairs emotional affairs and eventually leaving for another married woman that was the discard. And so I had boundaries for him, if that makes sense. I was the boundaries police. I confronted the women. You know, he's married. You know, all these things. And, you know, and so I was boundaries for him. Mm. But I had no boundaries for me. Right. So I could say, thank you, Josh, for showing me that I need firm strong boundaries and what does that look like then i could go to husband number two okay there were about two years between between the divorce and when i met my second husband um i thought i was healed i thought i was bringing boundaries into the marriage but what i brought into the marriage was a toddler fence you know a toddler fence you can pick it up and move it it moves uh, all over the yard. It moves all over, or like a puppy gate, you know? Yeah. You know, yes. so they're, they're portable permanent. fences. It's a portable fence. And so I yes. went into my second marriage with a portable fence and I called it a boundary. And so when he would push up against my boundaries, <laughs> I would just pick up my little toddler fence and I would move it five feet over. And then he'd come up against that boundary and I would pick up my little toddler fence and move it again. So- I did not have boundaries. Mm-hmm. The toddler fence is not boundaries. A boundary is something that is firmly planted that if someone pushes up against it, they are going to have resistance. Right. And I, yes. you know, so, you know <laughs> I, uh, I love that and, analogy. <laughs> well, and, and how many of us do that? We say we have boundaries, but we just have a little, a little puppy gate, a little toddler fence. Yeah. They change for the,
1: regarding what the situation is.
2: Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, then I, I go back to, to my first husband. Um, thank you, Josh, for showing me that I am worthy of so much more. And I say worthy because I, so many people say, well, you deserve. Well, deserving means you did something and then you got what you deserved in return. Worthiness is innate within who you are. You are worthy because you are you. Mm-hmm. And so, Thank you, Josh, for showing me that I am worthy of so much more. And so, you know, I, when I made this, this shift of them not being monsters and them being teachers, I did that. I went through 14 years of a marriage of all the lessons I learned. And then I went through, you know, four years of my second marriage, all the lessons I've learned. and. Then, when you know the lessons, you know what, what to heal. And you can break those patterns. And so, you know, the universe and all its, its divineness and wonderfulness will give you what you want. It will give you the unlearned lessons until you learn them. And that's why so many of us, if we stop and actually get quiet and silence and And like you were saying, and so we can hear, you will see the patterns. And the only way to break those patterns is to learn the lessons and then you can move on. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, I see it in my in my head, when you can take yourself, almost like above your life a little bit, and you you can see how all of this has been orchestrated. And like you said, these are, these are the patterns, like, oh my gosh, like I see that now. And, um, I, I love what you're saying about, you know, the finding, finding that gold. Um, I remember this was a f- many years ago and I, for me personally coming more of into like my own personal journey and, and I was part of a group and we, we would look at our shadows and we do like, you know, different triggers, people would trigger us. And instead of like, you know, we, we, we confront it's like looking, okay, what are they showing for you? What am I showing? It's coming from me, right? Like they're teaching me something about myself and finding the gold in that. So it's like, you're not seeing this person, like you said, of this monster. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is my teacher. You know, it's like, thank you you know, because I wouldn't have been able to see this part of myself without you. And, and sometimes, I think um, my point of view is like, if when we're not listening to those lessons, when we don't get those lessons from our experiences right away, you know, they do, like you said, they come back. And sometimes I have to come back a little bit louder, until we, and then if we don't still hear it, then it comes back louder. So then almost it's like mm. oh, I could feel like you're kind of like in this huge tunnel of noise. It's like and then unless you can get yourself out of that by a shift, you know it's it's intense. It's intense because you hadn't listened at the beginning. So it's a le- that's a lesson learned as well, right? It's like you know, I want to let my lessons be of ease and grace instead of the uh, right. slap me in the head and push me down in the dirt,
2: <laughs> right? Oh man, yes, and and like you said, it it is so much better to learn the lessons the first time around because it does get worse. And you know, my second husband, I manifested him. I put the list out, and I met the man who marked checked off every single thing on that list one week later. So I I got what I wanted. I just didn't know. I was getting narcissist number two. And like you said, they get worse and worse. My first husband was a covert. My second one was an overt. Malignant. Self-proclaimed asshole. Very, very horrible, mean, unhealed person. And you know, but I, I didn't see that in the beginning, mm. because it's hard to see those those red flags when you are being harmed and told that you're the soulmate and you believe it because you just manifested him yourself. Right? Yes. And learn the lessons in the beginning. You don't want to make the mistakes I made. Hmm. So. Are you,
1: so talk a little bit more of that, um, if you will, the star
2: of, star of your story. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know, when, when we're stuck in this victim mindset, we are, we're like B actors in the background, right? You know, if you think of, of our experience here, our, our life here, we are the writers, we're the directors, we're the orchestrators of our show, and when you're stuck in the victim mindset, you are a background character in the story of your life. Mm. You're, you're bridled, <laughs> you know, go, going back to your show, you, you are bridled. You're not the star. And the only way to become the star again is to rewrite that script and put yourself as the star. And you have to let go of that victim story to become the star. And then. We get to write our, our own story and that's the beautiful part of all of this. And so again, you know, I, I used to always hear people say, oh, we are the creators of our reality. Okay. And I would say that too. We're the creators of our reality. What does that really even mean? What does it mean to be the creator of your reality? Well, when I was the creator of my reality stuck in the victim mindset, my reality sucked. I was the bridled horse. I was controlled. I was manipulated. I was gaslit all the time. My world was confusing. It was a giant fog. And then all these negative things kept coming into my life because I kept attracting them into my life. Mm. Now that all of that is gone, I get to decide who I want to be. And... Uh, we can be anything we want to be we can be anyone we want to be it is as if you have warmed up the script and um you've rewritten a new story rewritten a new story so for me my story is a freedom story it is an empowerment story all of these hopes and dreams i had that were never being fulfilled in these two marriages. Because you know, when you're folk when you're when your whole life is focused on appeasing someone, you have to put your hopes and dreams aside. And without goals, we are directionless. We are just existing. Yes. So as a star of your stories, you can have goals now. You can have desires. You can um to create this new beautiful life, and that is what I'm doing. So I um, am with my my three, my three children. I have three little boys, and yeah, we are doing everything I wanted to do. I became a member of the I speak now on domestic violence and non-physical abuse. And I'm working on a, a series of books right now. And these are things that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be a writer. I, I wrote as an attorney a long time ago. But, you know, these things were always at the back of my head. But they were Yeah, Because I was catering to everyone else but me. So now I get to put myself first. That's what I've written into my story as a being star. Mm. If that makes sense. It
1: does. It does because you're right. When we say we are the creator of our story, it's like what? From what space are you creating from? <laughs> That's yes. really you have to be very clear on that. If you're creating from a disempowered victim mindset, this is the kind of life you're going to create for yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, you have low self-esteem, um, you're people pleasing all the time, like. This is what you're going to attract, and this is the life you're going to create. And, you know, I think um, this is, you know, for me also as being an entrepreneur, too, is a lot of, like, naysaying at the beginning from other people, like, oh, this, you can't possibly do that, or that's going to be really hard. And But I'm like, look at their, like, well, you're not living the life I want to live. So mm-hmm. I'm going to look over here and find some people that they're living a life I want to live and I'm going to see what they're doing. So that's yes. like you know what especially when you're coming from a, a low point it's you know there's a lot you're going to need to change. So it's it's like putting your sight on on somebody, like you said, a goal of, 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 a mentor in a way like, okay, what are they, they're living this life that I, I want to strive for. What are they doing? You know, like just baby steps onto like, you know, following that and keeping that those naysayers, those, you know, that negative self-talk in self-talk and also other talk from people <laughs> that mean yes. well, but also, it, you're not living my life that I want. I'm choosing this. I'm choosing the empowerment, uh, being the creators of a life that's fulfilling and it lifts me up. That it lets me shine, like makes me be that star of my own story.
2: Yes, absolutely. And you know, you can, um, you can look at the people that that you want to emulate that you respect who are living the empowered life. And you say, well, what are the traits? Who do I need to become? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not, you're not copying them. You're not becoming them, but what are those traits? And, you know, it, it, it's acting going back to our, our, our life where we are the writer and the director. So who, who do you admire and what are their traits and who, do you, what, Person do you need to become that has those traits exactly yeah these these, these role models right there um,
1: and I love that you, you emphasize that you're not copying you're not trying to become that person it's it's their trait it's it's their habits or you know what what are they bringing into their life that Maybe I need to kind of pretend to do that for a little bit until it becomes true for me. It could be it's like just like a muscle. You know, it's a muscle that we have to train, yes. you know, that self-confidence. Okay, what can I do to keep, you know, leveling up my self-confidence? Let me push my comfort zone a little bit more and more each day so I get more confidence in myself. Um Oh, I love this. I love this so much. Um, we are going to go into a short break. Um, so thank you everybody. Please stay with us. Thank you, Stephanie and for telling your, your unbridled story. When we come back, we're going to do more of a deep dive into You know, going back into the emotional trauma, how I want to talk a little bit about your that EFT, how you utilize that to to shift to shift your mindset. So stay tuned, everybody. You're so appreciated. And we'll be back in a few minutes.
0: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy
2: updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
1: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. Have a question for Deanne or her guests? Join us on the show at 888 346 9141. That's 888 346 9141. Or email Deanne at the unbridled woman rises at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Unbridled Woman. I
1: am your host, Deanne Rose, and I am here with the lovely Stephanie Ann, who has been sharing her story of embracing her unbridled self. Now, we are going to dive more into some of the tools that Stephanie has, has used herself and also helps other people with, um, emotional freedom technique. (laughs) I always forget (laughs) that F word, um, EFT. So yeah. So tell um, me a little bit more. I've, I've done a little bit in myself and, um, not to an extreme, sometimes when I do remember to do it, it, it's very helpful. So um, I would love to hear your uh, version and, and how it has uh, helped you as well to change from that victim into that empowered woman.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it was 2020 and I had just separated from my second husband. And, you know, remember 2020, the world was just, it was chaos and his behavior was chaos. And it was, it was so hard to know what was what was true what was real what was not you know i was stuck in this cloud of cognitive dissonance and so i was just again crying out to god like i need something and I, again like the divine gives us what we want when when we need it and I, I learned about EFT and what's, what's funny about this story is I thought I was signing up to work with a practitioner, you know, to do like five sessions or something. I actually signed up to become a practitioner and I'd never done EFT before. I'd <sighs> never even heard of it. But you know, when you are so desperate for something, it's like, I, I didn't even read it. I was just like, yes, everything in me said, yes, sign up for this, do this. And so... What was incredible about it was that it's, you know, the program to become certified was a couple hundred hours. And so I just spent all of this time healing myself. So, EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, it's a tapping modality, a healing modality where you tap on the meridian points of the body and you do several rounds while you're doing it. And so the first round is really acknowledging whatever emotion is coming up. And acknowledging where you feel it in the body because our body holds on to trauma as well. And so in order to heal, we have to release the trauma from our body, from our mind, from from you know, from every part of our, our being. And so um, you release it. And then I do a third round of tapping into the person we are becoming. Mm. Um, you know you don't want to to leave that space i always hear this nature abhors a vacuum so you know whatever um whatever leaves you need to fill so get out all the negative and then fill it with a positive who you are becoming so for instance say um uh, it's anxiety you know anxiety is your body telling you that everything's off it's not right something's going on it's all these alarms and so then anxiety, maybe it has taken root in your, your, your chest area. So you would set up like, um, you know, all this anxiety, I'm feeling it in my chest. My chest feels heavy. I, it's hard for me to breathe and, you know, just really, just really walking through and processing it, whatever thoughts are coming up, acknowledging them, acknowledging where you feel it and sitting with it. Mm. And then the second round is really just releasing it, releasing it all from your body. And I always release things down to the cellular level. And uh, I never really thought about that until I was talking to another EFT practitioner. and She's like, why do you do it for, to the cellular level? And I was like, I don't know. It just came up. I would release it from my bone marrow from the cells. But, but since then, I've, I've learned a lot about like generational trauma being stuck in ourselves, and, and trauma being stuck in ourselves, that you really want to release to the the tiniest cellular level of who we are, because right. look, we are we are made up. We are fifty trillion cells. We have a little cellular empire inside of us. So release it from the cells. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell you, I'm I'm the queen of a trillion, the empire. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know and so (laughs) yeah yeah and so um and then the third round after releasing it the third round is is tapping into the person you want to become Mm -hmm. so i am strong i am powerful i am worthy um Mm -hmm. i am you know what again going to those those traits of who you want to become um i am resilient um and then I throw, I throw in attitude statements as well. Like, this is hard, but it's not impossible. And I can do hard things. I mean, that was my mantra for a whole year, getting through all this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so tapping into the, the person that you want to become. And so what is so powerful about this, it's a rapid way to rewire your brain. So when you leave a narcissistic abusive relationship, it is not like breaking up like a typical healthy relationship breakup, you know, where you could say, okay, time will heal. Time will not heal when you break up with a narcissist. I could do, I could sit here today and say, time will heal and just pray that everything will be better and I will still be in the same spot five years from now if I do nothing. When you leave a narcissistic abusive relationship it is as if you left an occult you have been brainwashed you have been conditioned so you must rewire you must rewire your brain you must rewire your thoughts because your your thoughts whatever you emotionalize when you emotionalize those thoughts they go down into your subconscious mind and they become your paradigm. They become your habits. And so you have been conditioned by your abusive partner to react, to react emotionally. So you're living from, from your, your senses on the outside. You're just reacting. So you have to reprocess all of that. And the wow. thing that's nice, and the thing that's nice about EFT, it's through repetition that things that the thoughts get into your subconscious mind and become part of your paradigm. So you have to get those into your subconscious mind. Whether you believe it in the beginning or not, over time and through repetition, your subconscious mind will start to believe it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It almost, it it sounds like you're actually, you're doing a healthy version of what you had experienced in this narcissistic relationship here rewiring in that relationship you were s- slowly being programmed right mm-hmm. and you, even though you didn't believe it at first I'm sure it just slowly became like you said your, your truth where now this the EFT now it's actually doing this something healing and positive but in almost the same way of just you, you might not believe what you're saying at first but you're slowly
2: reprogramming yourself back
1: to who you are
2: Yes, absolutely. And that's why I love EFT. And, you know, you'd, there are so many other healing modalities out there. Like I, I love in the beginning that you did breath work. I love breath work. It is, it, I, I do that. I do a lot of meditation, a lot of mindfulness. Um, but EFT is just a very quick way to rewire, to reprogram your brain and your thoughts. And so anyone who wants to just get it over with, you know, this is a perfect modality for that. Now, a lot of people do talk therapy, but the, the issue around talk therapy is one, it's slow. Two, it's not all therapists know about narcissistic abuse. Not all therapists know all the nuances of domestic violence. Not all of them know that you are brainwashed and so you know you really have to find a a good therapist that knows and understands all those things and knows that you have to reprogram your your thoughts.
1: Right. Otherwise you're just you're just repeating the same old story over and over again and you're not getting yeah. anywhere.
2: Exactly. And so um, that's kind of the, the route I took doing t- you know, it was hours, days, weeks, months, and now it's been years. And now it it is just so, it's just in my toolbox. I know when things are coming up, I can work through it and process it really quickly because it has just become a part of me. But what's what I love about it as well is that I've taught my children how to do it. And, you know, there. this is why when you're on an airplane, why they, they say, parents, put your mask on first before you help your children. You are no help to your children if you are not healed or in the process of healing. Right. So we have to do the work and then we, we teach our children how to do the work. So I taught them how to do EFT. Um, I've always emotion coached them ever since they were little. But I've always been open and honest with them too about their father's behavior and about their stepfather's behavior. And so, you know, they probably could be more of a mess, but they're not. And in fact, my, my first ex-husband, Josh, he he committed suicide a couple months ago.
0: Oh.
2: And, um, oh. you know, it, there's so many mixed emotions, you know, as, as, horrible of a of a way to to end his life. He he you know narcissism it's a it's a personality disorder it's a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually you can't live two lives. Eventually it catches up to you. But you know, because I've always been open and honest with my children, three hours after their dad passed, you know, my nine year old comes up to me and he's like mom we can go travel the world now, which is, you know, and, and going back to the whole unbridled thing, which is his way of saying we are free mom. We can do whatever we want now.
0: Mm. Nothing
2: is stopping us. Nothing is holding us back now. Wow. Yeah. yeah and, that, and that's my nine-year-old. Yeah. He, 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 he saw, he saw it.
1: And yeah, that's, that's really interesting. You said about that. I, Personally, I've I haven't had direct a lot of direct experience with someone with a lot of you know narcissistic tendencies and or been in a, a relationship with with one um, that that I know of. Maybe I wasn't in it long enough, um, but I've had friends and I'm seeing them. And you're right; it's um, I, I never really thought of the the, the brainwash. But that's really, yes, that's what it is. Because I, I remember, you know, trying to, you know, give her guidance. And, like, and I'm like, why, aren't, why don't you, I'm like, you don't see how amazing and beautiful you are. Like, you're just so strong, Like, you know, reflecting what I see in her. And she was like, no, she, she, she couldn't believe it. She couldn't see it in herself. Like it just, and I'm like, wow, that's like, I didn't understand why. But when you're brainwashed to feeling like, you're small and you, you know have no control of your life then that's that's what it is you can't see yourself for who you are
2: yeah and you know where there also is the trauma bond you know I, I didn't really we didn't really go and t- dive deep into what narcissism is and the cycle of narcissistic abuse and the trauma bond but there is a trauma bond and a trauma bond is it is very similar to a drug addiction. So, if you think about when someone first uses a tries this new drug out, they get this really high dopamine rush, and then so it feels so great, you're so high. It's it's just a it's a great feeling. So then you use again, but every time you use, the dopamine levels go down, and so but they they keep using because they want that reward, yeah, right that that release, and similar with a a trauma bond. From a, a relationship with a narcissist, there is the good, the bad, the good, the bad. You have all this intermittent reinforcement. Sometimes it is so good. They know how to be kind. They know how to treat you well. They know how to love you, and then they devalue you, and it's horrible. They criticize you. They manipulate you. They gaslight you. They they twist your words and your reality, and you wait, waiting for that reward of the good. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you get that reward. And so it affords this uh, trauma bond that is very, very challenging and, and difficult to, to break because it is an addiction. You are addicted to this person, you're addicted waiting for that next reward. And so when you say to your friends, because the other people can see it sometimes, not always, but when you say, why don't you just leave? Why don't you? Well, it's as same as acting asking a drug addict, why don't you just quit? Stop using. Yeah, it's it's impossible, right? It's it's hard. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard. And so when you do go no contact, and when you do leave, then you have all those withdrawals. You still have the same the same chemical imbalance, and so that's again that's part of the brainwashing of the condition you have to rewire reprocess get the person completely away just as you would with a drug addict you know we you have to get them out of the situation and then they have to do the hard work on themselves but there is freedom and it is possible yeah
1: and that's that's the that's the message it's it's possible it's possible i love you when the mantra you said was you know something about I'm I'm strong enough to something do
2: hard things. Yeah, <laughs> or, so it's hard. It's not impossible. Right. I can do hard things. Yeah, I said that. Oh, probably every fifteen minutes for a year. Right. Yes, because
1: it's not. It's it's you. You are re shift. You're sh- reprogramming yourself. You are m- moving into a whole new life and. But the thing is, if it if it wasn't hard, you wouldn't be. What's um it's coming to my head is like, you know, it's like we we don't we don't get more than we can handle, right? Like we we think we're a lot stronger than we believe that we are, and absolutely, I think, you know. And when we're put in these challenging situations, it's it's because we can handle it is so that we have that strength and now is the time to just dig deep into I used to I used to run marathons years ago and one of the sayings we used to is like at towards the end is like yeah I have to read reach deep into my sur- suitcase of courage <laughs> to get through yes. this and it's like that's what it is like something you just have to reach so deep but it's there it's there and like once you have that experience of finding it and and coming into that, it's like, Oh, my gosh, it's, it's, that's, that's the kind of drug you need. <laughs> that's what Absolutely. you want kind to of be addicted to that feeling of yes. empowerment, like, I did this, oh, my god, I am strong. I did this. Um, yes. And just, yeah, that that is the adrenaline. That's the drug to, to, to live on. That's what you want more of that positives.
2: Absolutely. And you can you can look at it as well as choose your heart because if you choose to stay in the relationship, it you know it's your choice. You're going to be miserable. You already know what it's like. You are already telling yourself every day you hate your life. This isn't the life I wanted. I didn't choose this. Why won't he change? I've done everything. Why won't he love me? And so that's hard too. Mm -hmm. But you know, once you put in the hard work and you get through the hard stuff, like you said, when you hit that brick wall and the, I was a runner too, when you hit that brick wall and you push through it and then you get that runner's high and you, you finish that sense of accomplishment, that sense of, I can do anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The world is mine. It's, you are only limited by, by us. What do you want to do? Who do you want to become?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we are we're only limited by our own our own thoughts. But yeah, mm-hmm. we we are magnetic beings, we're manifesting beings, and <laughs> there's so much abundance here for all of us, and it's you if you believe you can, you will.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually. There's this poem. I can't remember, but it's like, if you can't, you won't. If you if you can, you will. If you believe, you will. I, I say this all the time to my older son because he's like, I can't do that. I'm like, oh if you say you can't, if you will I actually had to make him memorize it, and so every time he says he can't, he has to tell me the poem. I, I know, mom. I'm just saying, but but it, it's true. And if you want the the beautiful life, there's so much freedom you know like like the horse in the pasture we we are meant to be free we are not meant to be controlled and when you are in these relationships you are being controlled it is power and control from angry controlling people yeah yeah
1: very unhealed and wounded souls right and yeah. then yeah and they i mean is this is this a pattern is that Um, just, just noticing like a couple of friends that I had, I mean, those friends are just so very giving. They had such an open heart, like they were just, yeah, just very empathic and sensitive. And it's a, it's like they were bait almost for this kind of energy that wanted to come on. Um,
2: yeah. And, you know, I've, I've heard that a lot, like empaths, attract, narcissist, but honestly, it it can happen to anyone. Yeah. It, it can happen to anyone. And when you are, you know, the, some of the, the narcissists are, they're so charming. They're so good at manipulating and lying and mirroring. They mirror you. They mirror your values. They mirror everything about you. And so... Why would you not want to be with this person? They you've fallen in love with you. <laughs> you know? Of course they're your soulmate and your best friend. You just fell in love with with you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, and and then the mask comes off and you realize that you did not fall in love with you. You fell in love with a monster. Yeah. Who's
1: who's a teacher for you? <laughs>
2: who is a teacher a very a very uh, yeah a challenge yes <laughs> <I'm> a teacher <laughs> with, with lots of gold nuggets of wisdom yes yeah, so you you have to to make that that mind shift and and see it for for that and and that's when you find true freedom right you know, when you when you acknowledge all of that and and, you know, when you let like, go of oh, the victim story as well, you can see where you need compassion. You can see where you need forgiveness. Because so many people I, I hear, they're like, well, I'm not forgiving him. I refuse to give him that. Well, forgiveness is for you. It is. Forgiveness is releasing you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't forgive, it will manifest in your body as dis-ease. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Forgive and release and let them go. But again, when you're stuck in that victim story, you can't forgive. And this is how I can always tell people who are still stuck in their victim story. When when they can't forgive, Because it's about them and they did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I was there 17 years. I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now just... Yeah, because calling, calling that out with somebody and bringing it into the forefront so they can see that's, so when it's not the shadow behind them, it's in front of them, they can see, oh, wow, this is f- the forgiveness is not saying what they did is was good, or you know, you're condoning any of that. It's, it's, t- it's energy of, okay, I'm le- I'm letting this go. I'm yes, letting this go. I, and it. it's not going to fester in me anymore.
2: Yeah, yes, it's you are releasing yourself from it.
1: Love it. Love it.
2: So where can people find more about you and what you're doing? Yes. So right now I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm not working with people individually right now. I've I've taken the year off um, to work on my books. I'm writing a series on narcissism, uh, When You Love a Narcissist. And being here and being here for my children since you know their dad, their dad passed away a couple months ago. So I'm just really holding space for them. But you can definitely follow me on Facebook and on LinkedIn because my books will be coming out soon, and I am creating a a course to go along with it um, for yeah. for healing. It's basically my journey that I went through to heal myself mm. and become the person that I am today.
1: Well, thank you so much, beautiful. Thank you much so much for sharing your story and your books are going to change lives. I am absolutely positive of that. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and, and just sharing this time with you. So thank you. Um, I will see you all next week with a guest. We'll be talking about drama dragons and how to master your emotions for your business and life. So stay unbridled, everyone. Much love to you all.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. May this episode be a powerful beacon igniting your spirit with the fire of empowerment and surrounding your heart with the embrace of love. As you step boldly into the new week, channel the divine feminine power that resonates within you and embrace the truth that you are the master of your own transformation, eagerly awaiting our next encounter with excitement and anticipation. Until then, carry this energy and reshape your world with your newfound strength.